to The Art Of, a curated podcast experience where we'll explore the essentials of empowering your best life. As you listen to unique musings, unparalleled perspectives, and unforgettable stories, my hope is to transform and empower you to live fully and abundantly by manifesting your gifts and greatness into the world. I'm Kiara, and I invite you to join me on this journey to embrace living our most full, abundant, and best lives as we manifest our gifts and greatness together. Special welcome to the very first full episode of The Art Of. If you're listening for the first time or you've already listened to the trailer or introduction episode and you're back to get the essentials you've been so patiently waiting for to empower you to live your best life and you didn't lose faith in me, I am eternally grateful for your support and your ear in this space. Wow, it's been a whole five months since releasing my trailer and intro episode, and I feel like so much has happened in between that time. And in my intro episode, I did say and had every good intention to release episodes twice a month, but I also said not to hold me to it because clearly months later, Here we are. But before we dive in, let's make sure we're connected. If you haven't already, please subscribe to The Art Of on SoundCloud or Apple Podcast. I'm currently not on any other platforms, but if there are others that you think I should be on, feel free to send them my way. On Instagram and Twitter, follow at Art Of Pod for all things empowerment and new episodes. You can also use the hashtag ArtOfPod to tweet your favorite moments from this episode as well as previous or future episodes. For your questions, feel free to use hashtag AskArtOfPod or email your comments and suggestions on topics for future episodes using ArtOfPod at iCloud.com. Also, Speaking of hashtags, to segue throughout solo episodes, I've decided to use a hashtag to anchor each segment so it's easy to follow along as I transition between musings, perspectives, and stories most of the time in no particular order. And of course, feel free to also use the segment hashtags as you share on social media while you listen along. Before we get into why it's July and I'm finally getting my life together, I'll share my top five moments from January to June so you're all up to speed. And since it's actually five plus a bonus, we'll call it hashtag top five-ish. So my top moment in January and you probably can guess that it was launching The Art Of. 
And while I'm very excited for this new podcast journey, it's been much more challenging than I anticipated. Definitely underestimated the amount of work that goes into having a podcast, especially when it's a one-woman show. From recording to editing, publishing, marketing, it's no joke, y'all. But this podcast is strongly aligned with my why, and based on the feedback and affirmation I've received from family, from friends, from supporters, from even strangers, this podcast is necessary, so I plan to get comfortable with being temporarily uncomfortable, so again, thank you for your patience. For February, two words, Black Panther. Hands down, undisputed, undeniable, and unapologetically blackety-black-black. So much talent and melanin on one screen. My heart, y'all. This movie was so meaningful, not only to myself, but so many people around the globe. And it broke record after record worldwide. I have to say that my favorite character was Princess Sherry, played by the charming Letitia Wright, who really brought the theme of being an extremely savvy, smart, and strong-minded young Black woman to life, ultimately highlighted that we do exist and we do bring value into the world. The power and potential of women really shine through the roles of the women of Wakanda and how integral we as women are to society and beyond. So yes, Black History Month 2018 was one for the books. My top moment for March would have to be witnessing one of my very best friends go from Miss to Mrs. Thompson. Hey, Miss Thompson, if you're listening, the first thing I will say was that the struggle was beyond real getting to South Carolina because the snow canceled everything. I was supposed to leave on a Wednesday night and that didn't happen. But eventually the universe cut me some slack and I was able to fly down in time to attend the wedding rehearsal, dinner, and most importantly, the big day. During the reception, I gave a celebratory toast as the maid of honor, sharing how Morgan hated my guts when her brother first introduced us, how she finally came around, and now we're pretty much inseparable. Morgan and I have shared so many wonderful moments and memories throughout our nearly 10 years of friendship. So, of course, her wedding day was another special moment to add to our endless list of memories, but ultimately toasted to how it would be a memory that she and her husband Troy would share forever. And of course, wish them many, many more wonderful memories and moments of endless love for years to come. Overall, the entire day was beautiful and it was such an honor to be a special part of such a significant day in Morgan's life. 
And in April, I celebrated six years of Delta. And for those of you who may not know, I joined the greatest sorority on earth, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, made by the illustrious Iota Chi chapter at the University of South Carolina in spring of 2012. Along my journey, I gained 28 phenomenal sisters during the process and Together, we are the 29 heiresses of the Crimson Throne. So every April, we celebrate our sisterhood. And this year, we celebrated our sixth Deltaversary in Savannah, Georgia. With this being my very first visit to Savannah, I thoroughly enjoyed my experience. I was living my best life on Tybee Island basking in the sand, the sun, wind, and the water in near 80 degree weather because let's face it, New York still felt like the Arctic. So my pit of the trip overall was that it was only two days and a weekend is just never enough time. What I love most and my peak of the trip was really catching up on life, laughing, reminiscing about our college days and spending valuable time with my sisters. Even though we don't get to see each other all together in one space as often as we'd like because adulting, adulting, adulting and Life, of course. It's such a blessing to witness our growth and evolution as strong Black women in the world, and I look forward to celebrating many more years of sisterhood and life with my heiresses. My top moment in May was attending the Wells' very first meetup. So The Well is a first-of-its-kind global networking community for creative and entrepreneurial women of color. The meetup was hosted at the founder Crystal Elaine Scott's home in Brooklyn, so it was the ultimate trek for me. Harlem to Brooklyn is... Ooh... It's a lot on a weekend because the trains just forget how to function, but it was absolutely worth the trip. It ended up being an intimate group, which was really nice. And we all got to get to know one another. And every woman in the room was warm hearted and amazing in her own right. It was also really amazing to hear Crystal's vision for the world community and what's on the horizon, as well as meet the new co-founder, Chastity. One of my goals for 2018 is to embrace my entrepreneurial spirit and joining a creative community happened to be a sub-goal of mine, so I was naturally thrilled to apply to be a part of this community and selected as one of 80 plus women to launch the community. What I'm looking forward to most is gaining a community of women to whom I can empower and be empowered by 
as we manifest our gifts and greatness into the world, as well as my own transformation into a creative, impactful, successful entrepreneur in the future. My bonus moment for me would be celebrating my sister Erin graduating from college. Once again, the struggle was real after a four-hour delay to South Carolina, but I made it safely nonetheless with a whole three hours of sleep prior to graduation at 10 a.m. Regardless of the delays, I was grateful that I was able to be there in person and witness her walk across the stage and ultimately celebrate her accomplishment with family and friends all weekend long. My top moment for June, attending my very first Summit 21. Three words, black girl magic times 1,200. Literally and figuratively, there were 1,200 amazing women in attendance, not to mention the phenomenal women who sat on stage and shared their successes and setbacks, including Miley Teal, Sarah Jake Roberts, Angela Rye, Robin Thede, Ashley Blaine Featherson, Karen Civil, Seven Streeter, and so many more. The moment we sat together as a collective to kick off day one of the summit, I was beyond full to see and feel the energy of so many beautiful, melanated, intelligent, and talented women was unforgettable. So many themes and takeaways from living a limitless life to forgiving yourself when every day isn't perfect. It was unforgettable and I cannot wait until next year so all this fun and no new podcasts to show for y'all the struggle has been real recording deleting re-recording changing the topic scratching the topic altogether procrastination the works honestly I was just way too focused on being perfect instead of making progress. Sound familiar? Welcome to my world. Well, let's talk about hashtag double the struggle. When I first moved to New York City, I remember how accomplished I felt to finally be moving and actually living in the Big Apple just a few months after graduating from college and officially beginning my new graduate program to ultimately pursue my career in advertising. I was so excited about beginning a new chapter that I didn't even process that I was completely starting over. Now, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with starting over. Life transitions are inevitable. The thing is, I really didn't process that I was moving 600 miles away with no family or friends. And once I finally got into the swing of things and the thrill had run its course, 
reality set in. It didn't take very long for me to feel overwhelmed and consumed in feeling like I had to constantly prove myself because I was surrounded by my peers in my graduate program who were majority working professionals with skills and experience I didn't have just yet. There were moments when I felt embarrassed, insecure, anxious, frustrated, completely alone, even depressed, and thought about completely giving up and throwing in the towel. Now, giving up wasn't an option for me, but in the end, I persevered through what seemed like one of the darkest times in my life, having gained so much wisdom through lesson after lesson after lesson. And the biggest lesson of all was learning so much about myself. What I've learned about darkness these past five years is this. In the darkness is when God does his very best work. So fast forward three years after graduating with my master's, gaining a wealth of knowledge, skills, and experience working in the nonprofit world and transitioning to the corporate world at a new company in a new role for the past six months where everything seemed to be going so fabulously. I was being a sponge, raising my hand, working to understand the nuances of working in an agency environment, which meant mostly navigating the high level of demand, stress, and unpredictability the work entails. And then comes a project at the beginning of April that had Murphy's Law written all over it meaning everything that could go wrong with this project went completely wrong. Like, I literally thought I wasn't going to have a job the day before it was due and that it was the end of the road for me. And in hindsight, I was being completely dramatic. And yes, I still have my job. But what I realized was that conveniently, Some of those same feelings from my graduate school experience began to resurface in a major way. The embarrassment, the insecurity, the frustration. Although I hit the ground running the first few months, this one project in particular really, really set me back. I was starting to feel like a failure because I was letting my mistakes define my ability without giving myself credit for creatively problem-solving and troubleshooting challenge after challenge into the wee hours of the morning before the project was due and the fact that I wasn't considering that there's so much I'm still learning and will continue to learn in my current role as I navigate the dynamics of working in an agency environment for the first time in my career. Over the past few months that followed my project from Hill, I've had so many affirming conversations and moments that reminded me that I'm not alone on my journey. And if you've ever doubted yourself, your gifts, or your greatness, here are four reminders that I hope 
you'll carry in your heart when you're feeling defeated or discouraged on your journey. If you're ready to embrace hashtag progress over perfection, you need to remind yourself to number one, stop comparing yourself. This is self-sabotage at its finest. Repeat after me. It's not realistic to compare my journey to someone else's highlight reel. Again, it is not realistic to compare my journey to someone else's highlight reel, especially on social media. Miley Teal, who's one of my all-time favorite black female entrepreneurs, was the first person I had ever heard use this metaphor for social media being a highlight reel, and it makes perfect sense. I mean, naturally, we want to highlight our wins, not when we're at our worst, right? I enjoy Instagram, and probably a little too much, to be honest, because I'll be profiles deep before I realize a whole hour of my life has passed me by. But the moment I start to feel like I should be much further along in my life, I log off. Seriously, sometimes that's the best solution because comparison is not the destructive life you want to live, my friends. Here's the thing that we often forget. The people that you respect and admire mostly aren't sharing the moments when they failed for the world to see, but I'm willing to bet they've most certainly experienced the struggle a time or two or three behind the scenes. Think about it. Even when our peers have reached certain milestones in their career, relationship, or life in general, and we haven't gotten our dream job, dream spouse, house, or family, you name it, we begin to question ourselves. Truth is, wherever you are along your journey at this very moment, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. If you're on a mountaintop or a valley low in your life, when and what you experience on your journey is unique to you and is ultimately preparing, stretching, and shaping you for your next phase and your purpose. Number two, everyone started as a beginner. Stop believing that everyone else has all the answers except you. Here's a little secret. We're all figuring it out, myself included. Trust me. It's so easy to feel overwhelmed or inadequate when we're in new territory, make a mistake, or completely fail at something where we just knew we'd succeed. I've been in this headspace more times than I can even begin to count. Let me tell you. I know it's hard to believe, but even Beyonce was a beginner, y'all. Yes, Beyonce. We've all been blessed to witness her glow up to be one of the best performers of our time since the inception of Destiny's Child in 1998. That was nearly 20 whole years ago. She's had years to fail, 
to learn and to grow into the icon she is today. Beyonce wasn't built in a day and she was a no overnight success as much as we all want to believe that becoming an overnight success is a remote possibility if we get lucky enough. Listen, don't believe the hype. You'll save yourself some heartache and pain. Seriously, however you define success, it requires the right mindset, attitude, and work ethic to persist and persevere through the struggles and setbacks of your most humble beginnings and beyond. The third thing that you need to remind yourself is that your basket is full. This was a divine word from a Sunday service at First Corinthian Baptist Church, affectionately known as FCBC. I began attending FCBC in Harlem in October of 2013. That was shortly after I moved to the city, thanks to my high school classmate, Billie Jean. Billie Jean came to the city to interview for a job, and before she left the city, we had dinner where she introduced me to her friend Tia, who invited me to Sunday service with her at FCBC. I remember feeling so full after service and relieved that I had finally found a church in the city where I felt spiritually fed because I had gone to some churches and I'm gonna leave it there. But what I also appreciated about FCBC was that it was less focused on being religious and more so a spiritual space for young adults like myself. I felt like I have finally found a spiritual home where I could genuinely take my spirituality and discipleship to the next level. A year later, I became a member and it has truly been one of the best decisions I've made for my spiritual journey. The leadership, fellowship, and transformative teachings of Pastor Mike are unparalleled. If you're searching for a spiritual home that's not your conventional church and you're really looking to stretch your faith and grow stronger in your relationship with God, I 200% recommend that you consider attending a Sunday service or even watching online. The FCBC experience is phenomenal, y'all. I could talk about FCBC forever. So before I do, back to the sermon. So the story Pastor Mike was bringing to life from the Bible came from Mark, the sixth chapter, the 49th through 52nd verses, where the 12 disciples were fearfully sailing on the sea in the midst of a storm. But ironically, Jesus passed them by instead of coming to their immediate rescue. So the question was, Why did Jesus rescue the 12 disciples and completely overlook that they were scared and struggling in the midst of this storm? Well, because Jesus already knew that they were equipped to handle the storm all by themselves. And then the scripture continues, for they had not understood the loaves. 
Now, at first, I completely disregarded this portion of the text because it honestly went completely over my head. But the way Pastor Mike broke this down was the plot twist. Jesus was passing them by and wasn't concerned with saving them because Jesus knew that their basket was full, meaning they were completely equipped to handle the situation at hand. This wasn't the first storm they had ever experienced and wouldn't be their last, but they were so afraid that instead of being rational and using their best judgment to survive the storm, they became irrational and helpless. Sound familiar? When we're in the middle of a storm, we immediately want God to come to our rescue, but we forget that our basket is full, full of testimonies that God has equipped you with the knowledge, skills, capacity, and courage to weather any storm in your life. Fourth, and finally, Last but certainly not least, give yourself grace. This was one of the best pieces of advice I could have gotten this year from my good friend Amber, who I first crossed paths with five years ago while we were in graduate school together. I could say so many amazing things about Amber, but what I will say is that I truly admire her faith and her wisdom and how she's thrived as a young black and badass female professional in advertising who's now transitioning into the tech space working for Apple out on the West Coast. I couldn't be more thrilled for Amber because she deserves all the amazing that comes her way and then some. So thankfully, after my series of unfortunate events back in April, she was gracious enough to be a listening ear and also share some of her most challenging moments while navigating her career in the agency world. Near the end of our vulnerable and heartfelt conversation, she said so casually but intentionally, girl, You just have to give yourself grace. So simple, yet powerful. Give yourself grace. Since our conversation, I remind myself often that it doesn't serve me to be so hard on myself, but instead that I should give myself room to make mistakes, take note, and improve over time. Perfection is an illusion. Progress should always be the intention. At the end of the day, we are human. And what's beautiful about being human is that through our mistakes and failure, big or small, we learn, we grow, and we become the best version of who we have been divinely created to be. Until next time, thank you for listening. Testing, testing, one, two. If you're ready to embrace progress over perfection,
Now, at first, I completely disrespect. I cannot speak. This, this, this. It requires the right mindset, attitude, and worth. Seriously. And what's beautiful about being human is that through our mistake, mistakes, I'm just on the struggle bus. Really, truly.